Welcome to the Script Bits podcast for Sunday, 22nd January, 2023. Our bit today comes from Hebrews 6, verse 19a, that says, Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast. And the days of this new year are moving swiftly by. Yes, my people. Can you believe we are already moving into the last full work week of January? You better believe it. January will soon be over and be looking to Valentine's Day, another big money spinner. But we'll take it all in stride once we stay strong and steadfast in Christ and fellowship on the Sabbath, which is today. That means thanks, praise, Worship and togetherness in the Lord's sanctuary. Whoa! That's what the Lord's Day is all about. And today we'll open with an old but beautiful and favorite hymn recorded by numerous artists down through the years and aptly titled Whispering Hope. It was written in 1868 by American musician and poet Septimus Winner. He lived between 1827 to 1902. Now, the text of the song refers to the anchor that keeps the soul unwavering. That's the whispering hope for all Christians. So let's lift our voice in sacrificial praise to the heavens in a mid-tempo, soulful, harmonious, heartfelt version of the song, letting them know that our souls are unwaveringly anchored to the biggest and best anchor, that's Jesus Christ. Singing, soft as the voice of an angel, breathing a lesson unheard, hope with a gentle persuasion, whispers her comforting word, wait till the darkness is over, Wait till the tempest is done. Hope for the sunshine tomorrow after the shower is gone. And the chorus tells us, whispering hope. Yes, whispering hope. Oh, how welcome thy voice, making my heart in its sorrow rejoice. And then the verse comes in, if in the dusk of the twilight, dim be the region afar, Will not the deepening darkness brighten the glimmering star? Then, when the night is upon us, why should the heart sink away? When the dark midnight is over, watch for the breaking of day, and we go through the chorus there again. Then come back to this verse that says, Hope as an anchor so steadfast rends the dark veil for the soul. Whither the master has entered, robbing the grave of its goal. Come then, O come, glad fruition, come to my sad weary heart. Come, O thou blessed hope of glory, never, O never depart. And we go through the chorus for the last time, whispering hope, O how welcome thy voice, making my heart, making my heart in its sorrow rejoice, yes. No, wasn't that just beautiful, friends? And I do hope 
that those encouraging words lifted our spirits, giving us confidence to face the upcoming work week, for that's one of the purposes of our Sunday fellowship. And now it's been widely acknowledged that the basis for this song comes from chapter 6 of Hebrews, where the author talks about God's covenant with Abraham, which involves salvation, among other things. And they give you a reference there of Galatians 3, 15 to 24, which he received after he patiently endured. And that stuff there comes from Hebrews 6, 13 to 16. But God had more security on his mind, as the author writes, wherein God willing or determining more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability, that's the unchangeableness of his counsel, confirmed by an oath, that by two immutable, unchangeable things in which it was impossible to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil, whither the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus, made or having become a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek, and that comes from Hebrews 6, 17 to 20. And the scholars tell us that God's covenant with Abraham, which involves salvation, is secure, being based upon two immutable things, that is, elements that cannot change. First, God's promise is based on his own unchanging word. He cannot lie nor will he allow his word to fail. And they give you a reference here for Matthew 5, 18, John 35, and 17 to 17. <coughs> Excuse me a minute. Further, his word was confirmed by an oath, and since he can swear by none greater, he swears by himself. He rests his word and his holy character. Meanwhile, the scholars further explain that in the last three verses, the author uses three pictures to demonstrate the security of being in Christ. First, it is described as a safe retreat for the believer, as were the six cities of refuge in the Old Testament to those allowed their protection. And you can find that in Numbers 35, 6 to 32. Second, our hope is sure and steadfast, as is a well-placed, unbending anchor. Our anchor is not located in the deepest sea, but in the highest heaven. And the third figure is that of a forerunner. Though the figure changes, the location does not. Our forerunner is likewise positioned in the sanctuary of the heaven. As our forerunner, Jesus is different from the Old Testament priests. In the sanctuary, they could intercede for the people, 
but they could not lead the people in themselves. As our forerunner, though, Jesus has opened the way before us that eventually and certainly we might enter in with him. Oh, friends, I know that might sound somewhat confusing, but just take your time and read it. And I'm sure you'll understand it a little better. Now, here is some other info on the song, in particular, the line that says, as an anchor so steadfast and sure. Now, please don't ask me where I got it from, because there's no note to it. <laughs> My throat is just so dry. <laughs> But what we're going to read now might just help us understand the anchor scene better. So please read with me. It's a striking likeness when he compares faith leaning on God's word to an anchor. For doubtless, as long as we sojourn in this world, we stand not on firm ground, but are tossed here and there as it were in the midst of the sea, and that indeed very turbulent. For Satan is incessantly stirring up innumerable storms, which would immediately upset and sink our vessel. Were we not to cast our anchor fast in the deep? For nowhere haven appears to our eyes, but wherever we look, water alone is in view. Yea, Waves also arise and threaten us, but as the anchor is cast through the waters into a dark and unseen place, and while it lies hid there, keeps the vessel beaten by the waves from being overwhelmed, so must our hope be fixed on the invisible God. But there is this difference. The anchor is cast downwards into the sea, for it has the earth as its bottom. But our hope rises upwards and soars aloft. For in the world it finds nothing on which it can stand, nor ought it to cleave to created things, but to rest on God alone. As the cable also by which the anchor is suspended joins the vessel with the earth through a long and dark intermediate space, so the truth of God is a bond to connect us with himself so that no distance of place and no darkness can prevent us from cleaving to him. Thus, when united to God, though we must struggle with continual storms, we are yet beyond the peril of shipwreck. Hence, he says that this anchor is sure and steadfast or safe and firm. It may be indeed that by the violence of the waves, the anchor may be plucked off, or the cable be broken, or the beaten ship be torn to pieces. This happens on the sea, but the power of God to sustain us is wholly different, and so also is the strength of hope and the firmness of his word. End of quote, people. And now that ought to clear up a few things. So let's go home filled with heavenly hope that solidly, safely, and securely anchored as it ought to in Christ 
our Lord and Savior, our High Priest and Forerunner or Precursor in the heavens. Much love. And the postscript for today says, Hope is what leads to faith. Without hope, you can't have faith. And that's the gospel truth, friends. If you don't have expectant hope, you can't build faith on nothing else but that. So please, let's stay with the hope, anchor it in Jesus, so that our faith can be built up and we can stand strong and steadfast for him. And we pray that in his mighty name. Amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love. Thank you.